I am talking, talking, talking to you. And the talk just keeps on coming. TalkZone.com. Hey, welcome back. Thank you very much for staying with us. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber and Pam Garcia, the author of The Power of Inner Guidance. So I doodle quite a bit, and doodle comes from a higher realm for me usually. And mm. so, so I'm doodling this. Um, um, yeah, how do you describe it? <laughs> <laughs> this symbol that's around Pam Garcy, and it, it clearly <laughs> says that Pam has a unusually high aptitude of discernment. And she checks in all quadrants. She just doesn't feel it. She thinks it. She reasons it. She sees how reality in the world checks it out. She checks on her intuition, her emotions. And I see in all areas she's very developed in in catching good, high-developed discernment. So I thought I'd say that on air, good for doodles, huh? Wow, that's pretty cool. That's a Yankee doodle I, I dandy. I would have put, yeah, that's a Yankee doodle. Yeah, I wish I, I would have uh, put doodling on my list. So my, maybe my next book, I'll have to add that to the list. Do you, you know? do? Do you doodle like that? You know, I do doodle occasionally, but not like that. That's that's a pretty pretty cool doodle you did there. Well, from time to time, we get guests that you know the guides show me, you know, a real clear symbol on a symbolic level, and uh, sometimes wow. I can read it real clear. Yours is obvious that you're a uh, gifted discerner. That's that's really a great gift. Thank you. Gifted discerners don't necessarily, they're, they're not necessarily speakers as much as they're listeners, and they can go, no, that's not right, no, that there it is, that's right. So they're really <laughs> gifted that way. You notice that about yourself? Uh, that resonates very true. That's really perceptive of you guys. Yeah, because, I mean, I basically went went to school to become a therapist, so that's really where my comfort zone really is, is in in the office one-on-one with someone, listening to them and helping guide them, you know, yep. to get closer to their own truth that yep. is also a healthy one, hopefully. You're good. You I, know. I can see it. You got the gift. And oh, so thank you. That, that would be the way to pursue if you ever considered not doing it. There's, there's your path. You're very mm. gifted. Well, thank you. I want to see a copy of that doodle. <laughs> you got me curious. We could send it in, uh, scan it, could we, and send it to her? Fax. Oh, oh, fax it. Yeah, we could fax it to you. Well, we'll catch okay. you on one of these little breaks and we'll put that together. Okay. So, um, I know one of the big things these days out in the new age community is that you, you shouldn't have any fear and fear is bad and you should only have love. And I noticed that you, uh, approached that and talked about that in your book and I was really happy to see it. And, um, I wanted to share this story because it's so perfect about Stephen Chandler. And what, what book's this in? What book um, is this in? What could this it's be? It's 17 Lies. That are holding you back, and the truth that will. No, no, no. He's saying this is the uh, the book, the power of inner guidance. That's what oh, he was. I'm sorry. That's all right. So Stephen Chandler book. is the. What on- book's that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Stephen's book. Yeah. No, no. So Stephen uh, is an author of Seventeen Lies That Are Holding You Back, but more importantly, is his story. Mm-hmm. He tells a story about a strong sense of fear that he felt during a time when a serial rapist was terrorizing entire families in his community. 
The perpetrator had escaped the authorities and the community was on the alert. One night, Chandler woke up gripped with fear. He walked his house with a baseball bat, experiencing a strong sense that somebody was looking through his windows, walking around his property. Chandler wanted the person to see him courageously ready. The next morning, as he drove from his house, he noticed police cars. When he stopped to inquire what had happened, he learned that the perpetrator had struck again. The victim was a nearby resident who had been victimized minutes after Chandler had awoken and guarded his own house. Mm -hmm. So he was probably right on. And, you know, you're right, Pam. Uh, Healthy fear is appropriate, and we shouldn't be getting rid of it. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that we should just walk around living in fear all the time, but it's just that we do have this capacity to tune in to what's going on around us and our brain is amazing from the stuff that it's taking in um you know we're right now focusing in on our conversation but our brains are also taking in our surroundings and um, there's a lot of information and that that you know we're filtering through but it's still actually getting in there to the brain so i mean we're picking up on a lot and if if there's a if you're getting a strong signal not to go in a certain direction, there may be a good reason for yeah, it. Yeah, you should be listening. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Uh, we're talking today with Pam Garcia, author of The Inner, the Power of Inner Guidance. My former wife was a uh, tremendous trance channel. And she was very sensitive. And right before we met, she had a, a guy come. It was He had erratic energy, and he came for a quick read. And she had a pretty good reputation in the city that she was in. So he came in, and, and she had something happen that never happened to her before. She couldn't get a thing on him. Huh. And then later on that day or the next day, I don't know which one it was, this was a week or two before I met her and we got married and all that. But a day, that, that the rest of that day or the next day, they were looking at the TV and there his picture was on the TV and they said the exact time that an event happened and it was like an hour before he came there. He just murdered somebody. Oh my goodness. She couldn't read him. Her guides cut her off. She couldn't read him. Uh, so that he wouldn't have to kill her because she would be evidence against him. And that saved her bacon, but wasn't that something? Wow. That's quite a story there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's interesting how, um, as we talk about things, you know, these, these kind of stories come out and unfold, you know. Right. Other people, you know, come to me and tell me these kind of stories sometimes, too, and it's like, wow, okay. Yeah, but that's that's really unique, very unique. So, Pam, uh, tell us a little bit about your SMART approach. All right. Well, it's my opinion that we have a brain for a reason. <laughs> so um, I, I think I, it's really good for us to tune in and to listen to our inner guidance. And sometimes we get information and we don't know what to do with it. And um, we maybe draw conclusions that, aren't always good for us. So 
I believe that at that point, what we can do is start to use our mind. So, you know, I, I think there'd be quite a few people on Earth that would argue this, that you have a brain for a reason. I don't think they know <laughs> <about> that. <laughs> I know. I was just kind of being a little goofy there. But, <laughs> but you know, but I do think it's some, some of the, um, I, you know, reading that I've done in this area has indicated that people think, you know, follow the heart, follow the heart, and kind of, you know, negate the fact that we can, you know, sometimes make false conclusions from this heartfelt information that we allow ourselves to tap into. And Boy, you're it's right. good, good yeah. to think through things as well. Right. So, um, so I, I like to, for myself, I found it useful to, um, go ahead and meditate and see what information I'm able to get and then, um, you know, separate that process from the thinking through process. You know, once I've once I've written down the information that I get, then I can go back to it if I have some lack of clarity, and then I use the thinking process at that point that I outlined in the book that basically involves asking yourself some questions that therapists ask their patients mm-hmm. um, to help you get greater clarity in how you want to approach that information. So when you think you set your time aside to think it out are you also sort of centering intuiting it out too um yes and but i i do think that sometimes um well for me anyway and i've found for a lot of my patients sometimes it's helpful to separate that process from you know separate the um more intuitive process more creative process from the more evaluative process. So, um, like, say, if I were doing the doodling or something like that with, yep. with you, I might say, okay, go ahead and just doodle freely and whatever comes, comes, you know, and then you can interpret it later. Okay. And so I wouldn't have you do the interpretation as you were doing the doodling if yes. that was something that, you know, was inhibiting yep. the free flow and doodling from coming, you know. Right. So, um, so I think it's sort of like that with writing, too. You sort of Sometimes for people it's easier to create first and then go back and edit. So you have a time for your thinking, for your intuition, for your emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a time for each of those to voice in and then you evaluate them. Right. Yeah, okay. So, so basically uh, you believe that we should um, access our intuition and then uh, coordinate it with our mind. Basically, yes. Yeah, you know, Emmanuel, have you ever heard of Emmanuel? Um, I I have, but I'm not very familiar with it. So if you could tell me a little bit more about it. Well, mostly what he says is that um, your mind should be, your heart should be the master and um, the mind should be at service to the master. That works. Yeah. yeah, that works in conjunction with what I'm saying. It does well. indeed, and mm-hmm. it's exactly right. And the problem mm-hmm. is we have too many people stuck in their noodle, and they think that their noodle is the end all. Right. That's that's yeah. I don't want to give that impression. You know, um, I think you know if we don't listen to our our heart or our soul or spirit or whatever you would like to call it, if we don't listen to that more intuitive part of ourselves, ignore that. We're missing so much information, and we're also True. we're also maybe straying off course. 
Absolutely. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Pam Garcy, author of The Power of Inner Guidance. Boy, I couldn't agree with you more, Pam. And the problem is, is that more of our ego lives in the brain and is the driver behind the brain. So you say we can go further off course, we can go way big time off course. Right, right. If we're not listening to our heart, because my understanding is, is that in our heart also lives on an ethereal level our pre-birth contract. It's sort of coded in. That's why pe- people always say you should be, you know, follow your heart because that that path that we chose before we're born is coded into our heart and our heart keeps giving us nudges. Yeah, sometimes soft and sometimes loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, this is like you meet somebody, they're married to somebody else, you fall in love with them, but they're married to somebody else and you have to, you can't follow your heart. You gotta separate and get in your brain and say, this is not appropriate, it's not moral for me to pursue this tremendous pull to this person because they're connected with somebody else. I can let my feelings be known, you know, if it's appropriate to this person, but I need to pull myself off because they have a prior arrangement and agreement and vow that uh, I don't have the right to uh, just me waltz in and take over because it's my feelings. So sometimes you have to have your truth wrestle yourself away from something that your heart has bought and sold, uh, bought and bought and. Uh, Bought and paid for and taken home, honey. Nice job. (laughs) (laughs) Bought it. What a good team. Um, Yes, yes. I mean, you know, these sorts of things come up all the time, you know, um, because um, we have so many facets to who we are. And so, you know, um, some of the questions that I'm asking you to ask will lead you to that type of a conclusion. Um, You know, for example... Is it helpful or useful to go in this direction might be one of the questions that you would ask, mm-hmm. you know, if you were if you were struggling with that particular problem that you just brought up, you yeah. know, and um, when you would look at the long-term ramifications and everything like that, you know, you might really realize that maybe the reason that you're feeling those feelings isn't necessarily because you need to go into the direction of disrupting someone else's marriage in your own. Right. It may be that there's something you need to examine and that those feelings are telling you, hey, pay attention. You know, there's something within you that you're ignoring that needs attention. Um, you know, that's why these feelings are feeling so strong and painful right now is that you maybe are creating some kind of pain in other ways. And, you know, this particular moment in time has given you um, a sense of comfort or whatever from the pain. So it, there could be many reasons, but that yeah. could, that could be one. Yes. Yeah, I mean, right. There could be so many reasons. Right, right. But yes, if you ask those kind of questions to yourself, you know, is this is this helpful? Is it serving me and others? Um, you know, is it is there evidence for my belief? Is it true? Uh, is it does it have to follow from what I know that I go in this direction? Are there other possibilities that are equally possible, yeah. maybe more reasonable? When you start applying those kind of questions to your ideas, then you can um, use the mind in service of the heart, like you were talking about before mm-hmm. with Emmanuel. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these things are very, very hard to discern, and and to, to me. 
you know, like if you get stuck in just extreme uh, conundrums. <laughs> that's a fun, that's, fun word that, yeah, us. that's Keith's new fun word here, conundrums. <laughs> Sometimes you need to pray to get further guidance. And, and just, you know, you can pray to yourself, you can pray to God or whoever, and just say, help me get through this. I, I'm so torqued about it. Nothing seems very clear. It's 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 overwhelming. Show me the way, and you keep that. You keep looking. You keep being honest with your feelings. You keep being rational with your mind, and you work your way through these. And sometimes they're slated to take a half year of complete struggle to get through the the gift that it has at the other end. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Thanks for joining us tonight. Well, our guest today, Pam Garcy, Ph.D., author of The Power of Inner Guidance, Seven Steps to Tune In and Turn On. Basically, it's how do we hear our higher self better, more accurately, and then take action with it. We've got a little more coming up. Stay with us.